So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the massive engine explosion of F1 podcasts. We explode once, we explode twice, and then we slide down the track. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that's been telling people to fuck off for years. So don't think you're special, Toto. I think we've influenced F1. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the sticky throttle of F1 podcasts. I thought he meant that he left some ice cream on it, on his throttle. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that almost forgot about the sprint race. I watched the sprint race, but I've also forgotten about it, so yep. let's just not talk about it. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that doesn't condone bullying, but Missed Apex started it. Stop podcasting yourself. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podcast that F1 deserves. I'm Cam Tate, but all you need to know is I'm basically Chica Ayres with a slightly deeper voice. Today, from the darkest corners of the internet and framed with orange smoke, we're going to be talking about the Austrian Grand Prix, which features great racing and horrible twats in the crowd. We'll talk about the fucking Dutch, whether Leclerc actually is in with a chance of winning the championship after all, and all sorts of other nonsense as per usual. That's all to come. Joining me is a man who doesn't owe anybody anything. It's Phil Tromans. It's come to my attention through producer Matt that sometimes when I say what I've been up to, it's not that exciting. And, you know, I don't do very much. But this week, this changes. I have paid my taxes. Tax oh, I thought it was going to be a done. story about you being in Bros. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am old enough to be in Bros, but I'm not a goss, so I don't think I get away with it. But I've paid... 
paid my corporation tax from when I was freelance. It's the only thing that's happened this week. Thanks very much. Right. Right. Um, you wanted exciting? I give you exciting. What's your limited company name? Uh, it's Tromedia Limited, but it's about to be dissolved because I'm not freelance anymore. Oh, that's not bad because I used to have Kippers in the Post Limited. Nice. And then I became Oscillate Mildly, which is a <laughs> reference on a Smith song, which I think I need to dissolve, actually. God, this is boring, isn't it? Um, but Kippers in the Post became a problem because I actually started to get... It, it started off as an in-joke from years ago, and then I actually got some people inquiring about my <laughs> service for delivering fish <laughs> in the post. And that's how you made your fortune. That's why I deliver Kippers in the post. Yeah. You're very, very wealthy. I have a lot of fish. <laughs> and alongside him is a man who has a fucking kitchen. It's Terry Saunders. Okay, this has been a bit of a saga, but long-time listeners may remember that I think it was back at the British Grand Prix podcast in 2022. <laughs> I believe Chica was off because she just had her first baby, and I just got a kitchen delivered, and I was going to try and install it myself. Well... It's finally done. Oh, it's taken a long time. I mean, it's felt like an eternity. It's felt like every day I've woken up in a flat just full of shit everywhere. (laughs) And that's just your flat. Is that to do with the kitchen? It's to do with the kitchen. And it turns out I disconnected the wrong pipe, is a long story. (laughs) I did the plumbing myself. Um, And. I don't know, it's felt to me like it's gone on about as long as like Gaudi's Cathedral in Barcelona. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and all I can think of is this fucking kitchen. I mean, it's, the British Grand Prix was a week ago, was it? Was yeah. it a week ago? That's a week. a week. It took me a month to get my kitchen fitted and that was with professionals. A week to well, get your kitchen is pretty good. It's, apparently I'm great. And I've gone through, you know, lots of design eras in that time. You know, at first... I was thinking, you know, kitchens should have hobs that aren't wonky, but you know, I'm kind of over that now. <laughs> and, you know, there shouldn't be any gaps between the worktop and the side, but I'm over that. But um, I think, did I talk last week about getting an induction hob wired in? Yes. Because I finally got an electrician and he came over to my flat and the first thing he said was, oh, it's messy in here. <laughs> what, the footballer? No, I wish if Lionel Messi was in here, I would have got, I would have gone out and got him to deal with the electrician because I hate dealing with service people. Um, <laughs> surface people and the electrician is this weird is this just a Berlin thing the electrician turned up on a motorbike <laughs> not not a van <laughs> that is a little bit weird and in my inquiry I said I need the induction hob wiring extended by and I said by about three meters because I'd cut it it's got to go around my kitchen to the power point and he looked at my kitchen and kind of went Ah, uh, we might have a bit of a problem, because um, you said you needed three meters of cabling, and I've brought three meters of cabling, and this might be more than three meters. And I was like, no, I said about three meters. And then he had to go off on his, and he didn't, because, you know, electricians have a van, and they have all their stuff in the van, and he he just bought three meters of cable. Well, this is Germany, um, Terry, you've got to be, you've got to be exact. They expect yeah. exactitude. Exactly. Now I realize that's what I should have done. Anyway, he went off to the shop. And when he came back, we didn't speak <laughs> at all. Uh, no, just he just came back in. I let him in, and he went to the kitchen, and I, didn't, I just had to sit there, like pretending he wasn't there. And then he wired it in, and he said, "Well, you've I haven't put the wire away properly because you've got to finish the kitchen." And the kitchen was quite finished by that. <laughs> and anyway, I've got a hob now. It's great, brilliant. 
Well, that's but the kitchen is pretty much finished. I pretty much finished it tonight. Get us and an Instagram. We'll stick. We'll, we might stick it on the FF1S Instagram that we sometimes update every six months or so. I will. Maybe I put it on a T-shirt. Yes, that'll never happen. Cam, have you got an induction hub or paid any taxes or anything else? Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely riveting stuff. People have tuned in for for Formula One stuff. We've got taxes. We've got a kitchen, and I've had COVID. Um, yeah, which has, been, which has been really fun. Where did you get COVID? Festival of Speed. Oh, yes. that's what. That's Went what along there. The... I was only there for a day, first day, and then and then Festival of the, the COVID decided to to come and knock me out for a few weeks. But I'm back. Did you get it from Nigel Mansell? Probably. We had a little makeout session on the Thursday, so oh wow, I assume that that's kind of what happened. That yeah, is a t-shirt. Absolutely. That moustache will hold a lot of bacteria. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I was going to come in with a joke about how I was like the Esteban Gutierrez of like your presenter lineup because I wasn't like the first reserve driver or the second, but the third. But I've seen you've had so many standing hosts hmm. before coming to me. Yeah. That I don't even what's below an Esteban I, I Gutierrez. Wouldn't, I wouldn't flatter yourself that you're Esteban Gutierrez, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I've come where to are we at now? That where are we at now? What, who's, who's the? Oh, who's the? Who are the ones that get occasional drives? In like F, not even FP one, like a random test in a four year old car, and no, then never think get going the wrong way. I think Anthony I think Davidson. We're, no, we're going the wrong no, way. I think drive. all of our stand-ins, all of our stand-ins, have been Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> it's just a different Nico Hulkenberg every week. Let's head over to listeners' corner, where all of you have five second penalties for going over the white line. Let's start with Ferrari, where to resurrect an increasingly popular term that we should probably put on a t-shirt, Terry, for while we go boom. The team turned to plan E during the race, which resulted in victory for Charles Leclerc, but a grenaded engine and future penalties for Carlos Sainz. Paul Johnson says plan E turned out to be too hot to handle because <laughs> Carlos Sainz caught yeah, fire. That's good. Will Bowen has a small play for us. Imagine Bonotto at Silverstone. While wagging a finger, if you're a good boy in the interviews, we'll see what we can do to screw Carlos over next week. Ashley Park says, the curse of Carlos Sainz is really heating up. Tristan Clayton says, so, Sainz or Norris? Just who has the hottest arse in Formula One? I like a good engine explosion. I mean, it was a good explosion. It's been a while, hasn't it? When was the last time we had an engine explosion like that? But, I, I mean, I like the idea that Binotto purposely blew up Carlos's sides <laughs> to appease Leclerc, which then <laughs> meant that Carlos lost lots of points, which meant that Verstappen gained more points on Leclerc than he would have done anyway. That does seem like a really sound Ferrari strategy to be like, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll punt out one of our own cars just to keep you happy. But I mean, weirder it. things have happened at Maranello, let's, yeah, let's be true. honest. Uh, it was, I mean, I, for, I mean, Ferrari are an absolute enigma this season. Like, I never know race to race which Ferrari is going to turn up. The utterly incompetent one or the really impressively quick and on this occasion pretty good strategy but incredibly unreliable one or just a really unlucky ferrari this was unlucky ferrari because they actually did for once everything pretty much right on the sunday well they're on they're on for a one two easily um walking it and then boom for why we got boom coming soon to a t-shirt terry okay i'll do it i'll do it I just wonder if they're 
kind of running the whole strategy like a roll of the dice and basically it got to that point at the end of the race they roll the dice and it goes ah oh. it just means that carlos has got to blow up what a shame <laughs> what are you suggesting it's like it a choose got... your own adventure book it is like, yeah you've rolled a five carlos's car explodes in a <laughs> massive flame as it then starts rolling down the hill turn to page 26 They've got two buttons on the pit wall. One just goes, yeah, Carlos goes boom or Charles goes boom. Roll the dice and see what happens. Well, in a, in a beautiful visual pun that Ashley came up with, he called him Carlos Science, so maybe one of the bottles. But one button for Carlos, one button for Carlos. That's very good. It doesn't work on a podcast, but it's, it's good. Well done, Ashley. But yes, I mean, you. a similar one for Charlie Clerk, which would be Charlie... I'm thinking... Luck, 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 doesn't really work. Anyway, I shouldn't have started that. No. I really, sh- I really shouldn't start things unless I can finish them. <laughs> Carlos has been more unlucky this year than Charles, hasn't he? Has he? Has you he? get the luck you deserve. No, I don't think that's true. So I think they've had about the same number of engine blow-ups. That's mm, I, I think this is true. I think Leclerc's had more strategy go against him. Whereas actually the times that Carlos has done well, he's done well because Leclerc's strategy has gone against him. So Leclerc in a way, is, Le- I think... Leclerc yeah. has fucked up less himself than Sainz has. Yeah, but I think Sainz is luckier because he only does well when Leclerc does badly, which is inherently lucky. Hmm... And to be fair, when Carlos cocks up, he really goes for it. Like it's not a small mistake. It's it's if I'm going to cock up, I'm going to take myself out of the race. Yeah, engine blows up, puts himself in the gravel, hits somebody, that kind of stuff. Well, I really expected him to like run himself over with his car, like Brian Harvey from E17 <laughs> or Nigel Mansell. That one Did time, that? yeah, you remember he was what? pushing it. Do you remember he was pushing his own car and he sort of fell over and walloped himself with the wheel, didn't he? I don't know, I can't remember if he that ran himself over. I can't remember when it was. He was really knackered. He was trying to push his car over the line for some reason. And he fell over. There's but a video of it and everything. F1 cars don't have handbrakes. So... No. As we found stopping out. Stopping on a hill. And then the marshal coming over with some chocks, which is beautifully old-fashioned. <laughs> and well, what else was he going to do? <laughs> bring the carbon fibre Formula One on a slope car stopper. I don't know. <laughs> was it like a carbon fibre shepherd's crook? No, it, would just be a, it would be a carbon fibre chock. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say it wasn't carbon fibre? I like to think it, it was extremely expensive. It would be it on a memorabilia very site flammable. in 24 hours. It was made of something very flammable, which is what you need to put under a Magnesium chocks. Brilliant. But look, the, the, if you look at the slow motion of that engine, it exploded twice, and lots of things shot out the side of the car. Like, like shot through a carbon fibre... Monica, I presume it's all. Is it all carbon fibre? Yeah, everything is monoxide. Even the drivers yeah. are half carbon fibre these days. And just it's these things just shot out the side like a bomb. It's tremendous. You don't gave see me an that idea. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, because normally what happens is they go, "Oh God, the car's going to blow up." Box his lap. And this is good. This was just like, no, we've got plan E. Plan E is to see what happens when the engine light comes on. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a proper old blow up, and uh, I'm I'm in favour of it. I think more. I mean, it has completely screwed him now because that engine is obviously toast, and now he's going to get penalties later in the season for having too many engines. But um... and now Leclerc's going to be the favourite. Oh. <sighs> in a shocking state of affairs, the FIA has started regulating track limits at the Red Bull Ring with just about every driver on the grid ending up with a five-second penalty. Rich Tebbs says, 
there were more black and white flags than a Newcastle United match. Would have been quicker for them to just report which drivers hadn't breached the track limits. John Cilio says, We've had two good races, so of course the FIA is back to enforce all the stupid, forgotten rules until the race is again shit. Craig Strang says, Poor drivers getting a waggy finger, flags and penalties for missing the white lines. I feel like there's two dissenting opinions here. One is, the white lines at the edge of the track don't go over them will give you a penalty. One is, oh, the FIA is just being jobs worth about all this. Just let them race, blah, 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 blah. Where, where do you guys stand on this? They should enforce the white lines and they should let them race. <laughs> okay. But what that means is the white lines shouldn't... I mean, I don't... What I don't understand is why it was a problem. Like, why were the drivers constantly going over it when they knew that was the thing? So were the drivers just ignoring the FIA? Did the FIA just bring it in on Sunday? I just don't get how it was so fucking difficult to understand. Well, it hasn't, for a long time, been very tightly monitored to the point where we've sometimes had the frankly bizarre situation where you get to a track and they go right we're going to enforce the white line rule at turn four eight and 12 but not any of the others because a lot of the times if you're a racing driver if you go outside the white lines it means you can carry more speed into the next corner and so even though you're slightly going slightly further you're going faster whereas this time they just said frankly and this is my opinion what they should always do, which is the white lines, is the edge of the track. If you go over the white lines, you're off the track. It might as well be a wall. You know, we'll give you a little bit of leeway where it's not a wall, so we won't knacker your car if you go over them. But it's the edge of the track. Don't go over them. If you go over the edge of the track, it's not allowed. We're going to give you a penalty. And I, you know, I'm absolutely fine with it. The fact that they gave out 40-something penalties, wherever it was, just means, well, don't go over the track. If you don't go over the edge of the track, you won't get a penalty. I mean, you're meant to be a Formula One driver. You should be able to drive a car within one line, you think, within the lines. Exactly. People don't and, crash at Monaco. I don't know why they do crash at Monaco. But, you know, if you do it at Monaco, often, you'll crash into a wall. Unless you make Schumacher, then it is quite often. But if you go over them, if you think of it as a wall. Don't go over it. The end. I'd go one step more extreme, though, is that I would start handing out penalties earlier and if you kept doing it, you just get disqualified. Early. If none of you finish, it's your own fault. Well, earlier before they go over the white lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a thought. But no, it's you, did, you, it's, you thought about it. <laughs> it's always, you know, kind of first warning, then second warning, then third warning. You're being very silly now. And then you get the five second penalty. Well, you think straight away, the moment you over the line, straight right, five away, second penalty. Five second penalty. Because I think at you the moment it. you can get away with, I think it's three and you get the warning flag. And then if you do it again, you get the five second penalty. So it's four times you can get away with it. Yeah, the way the Formula One game does it, if you go over the line, it slows you down. That'd be good. That makes. I mean, that racing. has safety implications. Sort of thought. If you're going behind somebody, somebody goes slightly wide and then slows down, you pile into the back of them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, maybe that's fine. As we all know from recent events, safety is really good now, and nobody can die. Exactly. Have you got a halo? Let's let's use it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's get our money's <laughs> worth. <laughs> More cars in the air. That's what we need. <laughs> in other news we've all had a bit of gentle banter about the fucking dutch on this podcast but reports from the austrian grand prix suggest that maybe someone needs to have a word with max verstappen's orange army reports were rife of abusive behavior predominantly from the tangerine twats and while the arse bags were definitely in the minority they were also mostly dutch everyone and everyone in it was very quickly to condemn the behavior but what can be done, guys? Ban the fucking Dutch. 
Okay. Ban all Dutch people from Formula One and their fathers. <laughs> I mean, but not their mothers because they're not Dutch. Mm. <laughs> just like to stress that I don't, I don't have anything against the Dutch. Really? As, quite as this, 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 uh, this script is making out. We have been guilty of. Let, I mean, let's not call it xenophobia. Let's just call it a little bit of light, light banter, light ribbing about. Oh no, it's xenophobia. It's it's verging on racist, Phil. But this, this, in all seriousness, it does seem that the Austrian Grand Prix. If you were a fan in certain areas of certain races, certain persuasions or even just certain looks or even just supporting certain teams you were a target for quite a bit of vitriol and abuse that goes beyond the pale of just gentle f1 into fan banter and quite rightly everyone has come out and said well hang on a fucking minute what are you doing because i don't remember i mean there's always a little bit of you know whenever you get three hundred thousand people over a weekend at a sporting event there's going to be a little bit of argy-bargy but it did seem like that this was particularly worse and it did well, seem from is, all the reports that it was predominantly dutch people which well, you know yeah is a big is, shame i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this in the state of f1 later but this is what happens when you have a toxic environment led by christian horner and Max and Jos Verstappen going, oh, everyone's against us, and oh, it's fine to hate everyone because everyone's against us. Oh, boo hoo hoo! Oh, everyone hates us. So, Is this yeah, Trump on, and the Sun all over them. again? Pretty much. Uh, this is our January the sixth. <laughs> oh God, is it? What are they going to do? Storm the FIA? Like they could find France. Who will be getting Daniel Ricciardo's seat at McLaren? Nobody, according to Daniel Ricciardo who has insisted that he won't walk away from F1 until the end of his contract at the end of 2023. Of course, that's not to say that he won't be sacked for being a bit rubbish. And the testing of a McLaren by IndyCar hotshot Colton Herter, Pato Award and Alex Palau is probably just a coincidence, right? And the rumours that Alex Albon or Sebastian Vettel or Oscar Piastri could take his place are just rumours. Right? Sure. Just rumours. Just scurrilous rumours. It's all coincidence that McLaren's getting loads of American people into test car, test F1 cars at about the time when one of their drivers is a bit shit. If if Sebastian Vettel took over Ricardo's seat, that would be objectively <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like the last ten years has just been for this moment of like, Oi, I'm still here, you're shit. Fuck off. I'm also shit, by the way, but... <laughs> You're shitter. <laughs> Considerably shitter than Yao. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever seen so many people tied to one race seat before. Particularly, I mean, I don't even know where the Alex Albon thing has come from. I mean, he's literally just come back with Williams and he's doing all right. But now he's, he's replacing Daniel quite, Ricciardo. I, th- I think Albon's doing quite well. If you if you were after a driver who doesn't cost a fortune and has lots of experience and is generally considered to be pretty good... I think well, Alex Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> no, generally considered to be pretty good. Now, still, now no, considered he, to be well, pretty good oh, now. now, not four years ago. He'd be a lot cheaper now, though. He's forgotten to keep up his subscription to being a good racing driver and to being Daniel Ricciardo. Just, I mean, it, I don't. I'm trying to think of a driver who's been consistently good and then dropped off a cliff in the manner Sebastian apart Vettel. from Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it would be a good swap, I don't know. But McLaren obviously does have an IndyCar team and is courting quite a few IndyCar drivers. Alex Blue is the current IndyCar champion. And okay, it's IndyCar, it's not, you know, 
a good series. But the, but state, the <laughs> statement, the the statement that Ricardo put out, it was on Twitter, I think, or on Instagram, and it's done in a kind of slightly weird, almost Comic Sans font, and it's just saying that I'm not. I'm surprised it hasn't got like a Minions gif on it, but um, it's just yeah, it's just saying I won't walk away despite the rumors and everything, and it's just and then Zach Brown's saying something similar, but it does feel a bit legal, like they're going, no, he won't walk away. It we are firing him, though. <laughs> it sounds to me like, you know, when a politician is going through some sort of scandal and he comes out and says, you know, I absolutely stand by everything. Uh, I will not be resigning. And then 24 hours later, he resigns. Yeah. And never. It sounds like that to me. Like, yeah, I, 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 lady, I thought he would previously see out the season. Too much. Yes, I thought he would see out the season. And now he's put out the statement. And I'm like, I'm not sure he'll make it to the summer break. Yeah. I think as well, the wording says that he's staying with... McLaren, and that's the official McLaren line. Well, maybe so, he, and he could yeah. stay there for 2023, oh. but he might be a cleaner. Yeah, for or, a week. or an Indy car driver. Just, he'll be, oh, he's going to similar. He's going to Indy. <sighs> oh my God, that's it. He's going to American Indy. Formula E. You heard it he's, here first. He's heard that if if um, what's his name Grosjean and who won the Indy 500? Oh, Alex Rossi. No, Takuma Sato. Fucking no, oh, Marcus Ericsson. Even shitter, yeah. Marcus That's a long Erickson. list of shit F1 drivers. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> fuck. I'm better. I I used to be better than all of them. I could win the Indy 500. So it would be amazing if he goes to Indy and he's the shittest F1 driver <laughs> to have ever gone to Indy. Fails to qualify, has a month to qualify and still doesn't. Gets do on it. the wrong plane. <laughs> Turns up in a Formula E car. Remember former race director Michael Mazzi, he of the controversial championship-changing decision at last year's Abu Dhabi Grand Prix? Well, he's had enough and has resigned from the FIA, opting to move back to Australia. Can't say we blame him, really. But as he leaves the sport entirely, should we reflect on whether we and the F1 community have been too harsh on him? No. Well, we should reflect. Let's reflect. Okay, he's deserved most of what he's got, for sure. Yeah. But... I do think, and I hate to be the defender of Michael Massey, is that they put so much pressure on his shoulders of being like, you could be Charlie Whiting. and <laughs> Fill a dead man's just, shoes. Yeah, fill this dead man's shoes who has like 400 years experience of the sport. Yeah, yeah. Knows Widely everyone, respected. And knows, everyone, yeah. and knows everyone's secrets. Because just the other day, before this news broke, I was, I was, <laughs> I was just thinking to that Abu Dhabi race and just that bit where he goes, uh, it's called Racing Toto, and just that there isn't, there's never been a point in my life where I have witnessed somebody overreach <laughs> so much <laughs> and just fuck up. Like, that is the, just like, we've all fucked up at a job, but just no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. That was too much. Um, Maybe there's an element that he has been vilified but i mean there has there had to be consequences for what he did and while oh, yeah. the and surrounding he... the surrounding circumstances that put him in that position you know you can look into those and people have looked into those and the fact that there are now two race directors and they're being criticized all around the houses as well yeah you know shows that it is not an easy position but ultimately that is the job and i'm sure he no, was compensated oh, yeah, despite... fairly well for it despite and he I messed said, it up despite everything i said he entirely fucked it up <laughs> All anyway. on him. Well, I hope he has, uh, you know, I hope he's he's free of it now. He can go back to Australia, be with his family. I don't know what he's going to do, but I hope uh, I hope he's happy. You know, I don't want harm to come to him. No. I think we should get him as a guest host. <laughs> <gasps> that would be amazing. No offense, Cam. No, I mean, well, I didn't, I didn't fix a whole championship, so you know, I haven't, I haven't well, got that going for me. Give it time. 
Not yet, anyway. Yeah. And finally, Bernie Eccleston's been charged with fraud. This... We have to be careful here because this there are active proceedings and we cannot be seen to influence them unduly. In what world do you live in that there's like a jury member that goes, oh yeah, yeah, I listen to for F1's sake. <laughs> We're very popular, Terry. We have literally dozens of listeners. You're only 12 for a jury, you're right. There's a, there's a one in 12 show. <laughs> exactly. So we do need to be slightly careful. Um, but yes, this is he's been charged with uh, allegedly failing to declare the existence of overseas assets to the small value of four hundred million pounds. Oh, who, who hasn't done that? Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F one's sake, or find us on Facebook where we're for F one's sake, or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we're right, then why not buy us a beer and keep us from careering off the road before the summer break? That's what Austin Anderson did, who says sending around from Chicago. This podcast and Leclerc got my wife interested in F1. There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, excellent name, Austin Anderson. Chicago, great place. No, nope. Great place. Never. The podcast and Leclerc got my wife interested in F1. I feel like there's a story there. Well, no, I think Austin and his wife went on holiday to Monaco once. They were in a bar oh. and they met Charlie Leclerc. Oh. And, you know, they had a bit of a kind of... Oh, sure. <laughs> me and my wife would like you to join us for dinner. And, of course, that happened also with the podcast. Yeah. Oh, with that, that the couple, the American couple we met at that recording of the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. would explain it. Well, nice to see you again, Austin. Thank you very much for the beer. And a big thanks, as ever, to our monthly donors, who this week include Paul Hewings. Yes. Greg Hoffman. Yes. Donald Griffin. Yes. Join them. Head to ff1s.com slash pint, pint, pint. Terry. Phil. Have you seen that uh, Kate Bush is trending? (laughs) I know where this is going. Okay. You know what else is trending? Go on. Your bush. Oh, you mean the hands of love? <laughs> Your bush is so big, Terry. They call it my Wuthering Heights. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> so you need the lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is a bush's worst nightmare. I think Kate Bush's worst nightmare would be quite interesting. Good anecdote. This trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe tech. TM. And no need for night vision goggles. This trimmer has an LED light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark. And that's not all. You also get the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Spray On Toner. I think we've scro- swapped scripts. What's... Hang on. Oh shit, sorry. Hang on. You're right. Hang on. I like smooth balls and I cannot lie. Of course you do. And with the performance package purchase, you get two free gifts the shed travel bag and the patented reduced chafing manscaped boxes. Balls, balls, balls! Not yet. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code Ed Balls. No. Balls, balls, balls. Yes. Ed Balls, Ed Balls. No. Ed balls. No. Balls, balls, balls. Yes.
This is the teams. This is the teams. This is the teams. Outstanding. Ferrari. Charles Leclerc spent the sprint sitting behind Verstappen, knowing he could go faster on Sunday only because of union rules. He effortlessly won the race and Carlos Sainz went spectacularly boom. Was that the best engine blowout in the modern era, guys? I think so. I can't think of a better one in the last 20 years. The only thing that's equivalent isn't an engine blowout, but it's that one where, was it an Al- no, a Toro Rosso where the wheels came off? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, that was good. Was that Buemi, oh, I think, when he hit the brakes and yes. both his front wheels fell off? <laughs> that's, that was tremendous. That's the next best car stoppage I can think of. The the engine ex- go with Heidfelt in in a in when the whole engine blew up at Hungary 2011 in the oh. pit exit. That was that was pretty spectacular. Oh, I don't remember that one. The one that jumps to my mind was Fisser Keller in the Jordan. I don't remember when it was. Maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Maybe at Spa. And he came and it basically just went boom in a massive fireball. But certainly in recent years, can't think of any. It was very good. I'm I'm all for this. In the same way that they brought the, the titanium spark planks back, more engine explosions. I think it should be a rule. If you have an engine problem, maybe you get an extra... En- if it explodes spectacularly, you're allowed an extra engine for the season. Or you get an extra point. Fine. Either. Yeah. 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 You get the fastest lap point and the best engine by point. Because then it'd be great. Because at the end of the race... The people at the back of the top ten would come into the pits and just like be like, right, put everything on it, and just put some light on it, turn everything up, so f- turn everything up full, and just go down the straight at Monza in third gear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Yes, I mean we've discussed Ferrari in some some details. They are, but I mean they they are actually this race they were quick, not on Saturday weirdly because there they was got a, a one two. But I mean they yeah they should have so done. Didn't. And obviously now they're going to have a load of engine penalties, but they do look quick. They were they Verstappen had no answer for them, which is good for the championship. You know, look, look, close the gap, not by as much as he should have done, but he did close it. This is good. It's all got potential. Red Bull, Verstappen won the sprint, but was soundly outpaced in the Grand Prix proper. Perez is getting well used to driving for Red Bull and has learned how to cheat effortlessly, just like a Red Bull driver should. But should he have got a penalty? Well, so he didn't get a penalty. George Russell got a penalty. No. Yes. Because according to the rules, George Russell furiously punted Perez off. Where I, at the time, I thought that seems harsh because Russell had the inside line. He was committed to the corner. He was on full lock. And the only reason he hit Perez is Perez came banzaiing in on the outside and according to the apparent guidance now, because he had his nose slightly ahead when Russell went into the side of him, it's Russell's fault. Which seems pretty silly to me, because now surely all you need to do... Is not break. Is not break, and just go flying yeah. to the outside of the corner. And as long as your nose is at the apex before the car that's actually breaking properly for the corner, it's your corner. And if you get hit, then the other guy gets a penalty. I mean, as it turned out for a Perez, he had to retire because his car got damaged, so it wasn't a great plan, but... I thought the I thought it was really harsh, to be honest. I thought if if anything, it was a racing incident. What did you reckon? I think Perez should have got a penalty for barging in like a dick. Barging in like a dick. 
yeah harsh i'm going well. racing in i'm going racing incident <laughs> absolutely with that yeah i mean it's if he's around the outside and i think george was just really pushed up close on the apex there wasn't a lot of room for him to really kind of squeeze over anymore no it wasn't and you you go in you you look at the onboard of of russell and he was committed to the corner and he was turning as much as he could turn it's like well he can't he can't turn in more because by the nature of an f1 driver he's going around that corner as fast as he thinks he can get away with um so i don't really know what he was supposed to do and i thought it was pretty harsh but those seem to be the directives from the the stewards at the moment and that's i mean that's causing all sorts of botherers as we may get into later, but um, well, actually, no, we wouldn't. We would have done it in the. Oh, we'll talk about it when we get to Sebastian Vettel later. But anyway, um, and Verstappen was there as well, and he was fine, but he wasn't as fast as the Ferraris. Mercedes. Everyone crashed in qualifying, and Hamilton got stuck behind Schumacher in a sprint, like it was two thousand and seven or something. But with a sprint race, which would have been a laughable idea back then, are Mercedes really back, or is this just where they live now? Yeah, well, if you take away Carlos Sainz and Sergio Perez, Mercedes get a penalty. And actually, with Ferrari and Red Bull's year, that's just what happens quite a lot. Not a penalty, I meant podium. But in a way, same thing. Yeah, might have been. That's largely interchangeable now. If the, if penalties happen, Mercedes get a podium. If penalties don't happen, no, wait. If crashes or penalties happen, George Mercedes Russell get a got podium. A penalty. And that's why he was behind Hamilton. Hamilton, is that three in a row? Podiums for now. Yeah, for I Hamilton's got three in a row. I think the, the number of Mercedes penalties this year is ludicrous for how shit they are. <laughs> but they are there to. Did I say penalties again? I, I don't say know. Again, didn't I? Pay, I penalties, I podiums. So they're interchangeable. All I can think about is my fucking kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a I'm kitchen! I'm thinking about where to put the pans right now. Oh. I've got a dishwasher. I'm so excited. Oh, it's exciting. You can hear more about this in our sister podcast. Fucking kitchen. No, no, no. We're gonna. This is where we launch our Patreon for five pound a month. I get to. Yeah, I can. I'll, I can show you my kitchen in a series of naked videos. No, that's the OnlyFans account. Oh yeah, sorry. Only kitchens. Mercedes are consistent and reliable enough to be there when Ferrari and or Red Bull fuck up, which they have done with quite a lot of regularity this season, and that's why Mercedes are not out of it yet. Or are they? I mean, they're out of it, but... Are they? They've got better. Hamilton now says he thinks he can win a race this year. Um, sure. It looks like they've kind of... Well, it looks like they've kind of understood the problem and they're slowly getting better. So it does... It kind of feels like Mercedes have done what Red Bull used to do, which is, you know, start with a shit car and then by the end of the year get good. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're winning races by the end of the year. And because the, the rules carry over next year, they could win next year. So I think... Well, we are. You know, I mean, they've written off this year. We are. Is this? They we're now halfway through. Is that right? Twenty-two races this season. Is that yeah? Correct? So we're yeah. halfway through now, and they're well, I don't know, half a second a lap behind, which is better than they were a few races ago. And they've seemed to have reliability, which Ferrari and Red Bull don't have. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility make- that that Hamilton could win a race if if Russell, you know, gets a penalty and Verstappen and Ooh. and Perez and Jeez. Sainz and Leclerc have issues. Well, that was last week, wasn't it? You should have won last week. Wow. But, um, no, come on, it's Mercedes. You know what happens normally. Mercedes will suddenly just like win five races on the trot at the end of the year. I don't know. The, the further this goes on, that this season goes on, the more I think, did they just win because they had a brilliant car? And fair play, they made the brilliant car. That's not taking away from them. They they put everything no, in place to have, have a brilliant car. But, but, but they, they, they didn't have to do much more than that because they could rely on the car. 
but they didn't have a brilliant car. They had a brilliant engine. I think the I think the Mercedes, even the the hybrid winning five six years on the trot. I don't think their car was all that. I just think their engine was amazing. They had the best integration. I think that was it. They just their engine was just so ridiculously good that they could have put that in the back of a Williams and won. Except for Williams, who put it in the back of Williams and didn't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or McLaren, or yeah, yeah. whoever you know, else the had a Mercedes. Stands. Yeah, sure. Alpine. Alonso couldn't start the sprint, which is a shame as he would have surely won it if it wasn't for everyone else being wrong. Ocon did good and really isn't he basically a better driver than Alonso? Yes. Controversial. I did not write that intro. I I didn't write it. I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. Cam Tate wrote that intro. Couldn't believe it. It just just literally (laughs) came out you know Alonso listens to this, girl. <laughs> of course, of course. This um, week's episode is brought to you by Kimoa. Oh, I forgot about Kimoa. I haven't seen Kimoa for a while. Have they got out of business? Because are they still on his clothes? I don't know. Are they on Ocon's clothes as well? Do they sponsor the team or just Alonso? Do they sponsor at all? I don't feel like I've seen Kimoa for a while. I don't know. Maybe it's gone bust. That would be amazing. We, we, it's not his fault. Oh, it would have been the best cap company in the world <laughs> if it wasn't for the entirely awful caps they sell. Yeah, and New Era. Oh, and whoever else makes caps. Um, Ocon did fine. Well done to him. Fifth place. It's pretty good in an Alpine. Again, two cars ahead of him went out. Probably would have been seventh. But still. Alonso did all right coming from the back. He started the race at the, right at the back. Didn't he have two pit stops one lap after the other because they didn't fit the wheel properly? Well, well, now, hang on. You can't say yeah, that they didn't fit the wheel problem because if they didn't fit the wheel problem properly, then he'd have had a penalty for an unsafe release. And I don't believe he did. So I think you're casting aspersions. Scurrilous rumour. And the fact that he radioed in and said, I need to box, and they said, why? And he said, I need to box. <laughs> I wouldn't tell them why. Purely coincidental. Def- Just, definitely not a loose wheel. That sounded like he needed a shit, didn't it? It sounded like oh, he shot himself. <laughs> I need a box. Why? Just, just, just. Look, I just need a box for reasons. <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> My legs are old and weak. <laughs> My eyes. Are but even black. with the toilet stop, he still got a point. He did. Oh fuck it! I think he's I'm done. I think he's done well. Time. He's 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 I'm one of the of best drivers. He's one of the best drivers that ever existed in approximately 2005 and or 6. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, he's been a fucking embarrassment. Hey, yes. Hey, 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 Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Schumacher came sick on merit. Was his first 18 months in F1 just a result of nerves? Does this explain Ralph Schumacher's existence? No. Nothing explains Ralph Schumacher's existence. What if Ralph Schumacher was just really nervous for five years? He's just a backup. He wasn't. Look, his brother's big and famous. He goes in the sport. He can't quite get it together. And then suddenly, boom. I, th- I just think he it's... won that race. I just think, you know, the, the Schumacher family were not putting all their eggs in one basket. Such is the case now. Well, the more there's like the Andrettis. <laughs> you know, one of them's got to be all right. Michael Andretti, no, not. Mario Andretti, shitty Andretti, <laughs> yes, Barry Andretti, Trevor Andretti. <laughs> um, it was good. This is two good races in a row for Schumacher. 
He's getting cocky. He's, he's going to fuck up soon. I mean, he he is getting he's getting to the point now where he got six, which is his best ever finish in an F one race, and he wasn't that happy with it. He was like, "Oh, I could have done better." But well, he wanted to get he wanted Magnussen out of the way, didn't he? He was just like, "Come on, this guy." Well, who's- he wanted him out of the way, but he also didn't want him out of the way because he was getting DRS from him. What was that in the sprint race? True. I can't remember. No, there was a point during the weekend at some point where Hamilton was all over him. In fact, it must have been in the sprint race because Hamilton finished that way ahead, true, yes. and he. And he was struggling to keep him behind, and the Hamilton only got past when Schumacher lost DRS behind Magnussen, and he was frantically radioing the team saying, "Make sure Magnussen stays within a second of me." And Magnussen didn't. Schumacher was not happy, and part of me thinks, "Well, this is good. You, you know, you're demanding everything from a team, and you're not going to settle for mediocrity." But then he's had eighteen months of mediocrity, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's sort of encouraging. I mean, good on him. Yeah. Maybe he's going to turn into a ruthless twat. Like his uncle. And young Vettel. Ooh. McLaren. The team weren't really anywhere this week, but Ricardo is determined to fight for his right to finish. Uh, let me check my notes. Ninth in 2023. <sighs> I mean, points, Ricardo, in fairness. That's something. But Daniel Ricardo finishing ninth is a cause for celebration is quite a damning indictment in itself isn't it it is but i mean only two places behind norris but behind norris again but you look at this and go oh lando norris had a shit race he finished seventh and you also go oh look ricardo did well he finished ninth <laughs> yes that's fair enough yeah it's just didn't lando also have a very broken car like something was i swear there was a he had some engine problems he was struggling with the brakes as well and yet still he finished much further ahead than ricardo who had a flawless a race sp- <laughs> yeah there's probably a space opera trapped in the side pod or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean we've we've done the Ricardo thing. It's 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 just a shame. He is still good for We didn't talk last we didn't talk last week there about the space hopper clip, which was at Silverstone. Amazing. Did you Yes. Which where Daniel Ricardo hits Lando Norris in the face really fucking hard <laughs> with a space hopper and then does a whole kind of oh sorry that was accidental when everyone knows he he probably had that filled with cement. <laughs> this <laughs> was trying. Was this just you know in the pits or what was going on? Yeah, yeah. It was just it was it was some crappy fucking sky thing, and he whacked him in the face, and it was just he knew what he was doing. I mean, inadvertently, then you know the producer has hit gold. It's like, what if we get right? Okay, what if we get two drivers on the straight at Silverstone and check this? We give them space hoppers and we get to have a race. That would be amazing. That would feel twenty. Why minutes. don't we get Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton? But we give Max Verstappen a uh, a flaming cross and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Hunger Games? What if it's like that, but with F1 drivers? No, because they all look really hungry, so that wouldn't be well, fair. They probably are. They've got to keep the weight off. Yeah. They should do an end-of-season eating competition, like those whole hot dog competitions they have in the States. Double points on the last race for whoever can put the most race on between Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Montoya wins. <laughs> Or Mansell, or Mansell, to be fair. Aston Martin. I finally sussed it. Lawrence Stroll is trying to recreate the plot of the producers. He's had all the old women in New York invest in the team, knowing it's going to flop with a has-been and his dipshit son. All that has to happen now is for Sebastian Vettel to win some races and Lance Stroll to sing springtime for Hitler. (laughs) That's a great reference that most people won't get. I, I'm sorry, I was completely lost. 
Completely. Come on. Everyone's seen the producers. Oh, God, what is it? With I know the reference references? and I haven't seen the film. There's two films. Yeah, well, I haven't seen either. Wasn't one with Nathan Lane and one with Charlie Chaplin? No, wait. I'm mixing them up. Gene Wilder. No, not not Charlie Chaplin. Oh, no, that's The Dictator, isn't it? I'm getting Hitler mixed up with oh, Charlie Chaplin. God. It's the moustache. You're thinking of all your favourite Hitler films. You're just oh, listing. there's a lot of them. Oh, was it, was it Mein Kampf starring Stan Lee? <laughs> well, mein Kampf the movie starring Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll pitch that to Kevin Feige, but I'm not sure Marvel are going to go for it. <laughs> well, they've got the rights to his body. Exactly. Though. They can do the fuck they like you. They? They anyway, Lawrence Stroll. Speaking of uh, Hitler, um, <laughs> Tommy Hitler. They've they have gone to absolute crap, haven't they? What is going on with Aston Martin? Like it feels like this season is so close that even just by building a car, you're going to be fifth sometimes and Aston Martin are just reliably at the back the fact that even Williams are starting to beat them oh that's going to be that's going to be they tough. did yeah I mean one Williams didn't finish but the, yeah the uh, album beat both of them which I mean in fairness uh, Vettel did get clobbered by Gasly um, which was absolutely you know? well looking at it I mean, admittedly only once I thought yeah that's absolutely Gasly's fault unlike the uh, the Russell Perez incident but um and he wasn't doing, I mean, no, okay, he wasn't doing that well before, but uh, I don't know. But we don't we don't look at Vettel for race results now. We look at him for guidance and wisdom. And getting booted out of, no, you know, he stormed out of a briefing, didn't he? Well, he did, yes. He got a suspended fine for having a go at the stewards for being shit, or possibly the race director. I don't know. Somebody. Well, that's what they said, but apparently what happened is that the chair he chose in the briefing was just on the other side of the white line. (laughs) 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 No tolerance. Yeah, I don't know. What? I mean, do you remember when Aston Martin came in and there was all this talk of like bringing back British racing green Mm. and old Formula 1 fans like us went do you remember when Jaguar came into Formula 1 and they talked about bringing back British racing green yeah. and it was a disaster they were going to win the championships and all they did kind was lose a diamond same. yeah kind of feels similar isn't it it is quite similar because didn't Jaguar take over case. a plucky overachieving team yes and then he got taken over by Red Bull so whoever buys um, Aston Martin will probably be <laughs> we'll win f- yeah, exactly yeah. we'll absolutely smash it probably Dave Richards pro drive <laughs> I'd like to see Pro Drive come in, and then they just make their cars look like a sort of early two thousand Subaru. I think that'd be great. Oh, my dream team right there, Phil. Dream team. That'd be brilliant. They get Jimmy McRae. Is he still alive? I think he's still alive. I always get Dave Richards mixed up with the guy from the Arrhythmics that isn't Annie Dave Lennox. Stewart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that'd be good. Or just Annie Lennox. I think Annie Lennox should have a four one team. Their tagline could be "Sweet dreams are made of this." Brilliant. All that, all that other Eurythmics song. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I can't... What's the other one? Shit, I can't think of it. <laughs> Just that one. I like the Eurythmics. Sure. So much... Not th- enough to remember the song no. names, though. Shh. Walking on Broken Glass, or was that solo project? That from was Alien Alien solo. Oh, it's going to get difficult. Anyway, tune into our uh, sister podcast. Sweet dreams are made of this. Yeah. Well, that's what you yeah, said. that's what we said, yeah. Was there another one? There must be an angel playing with my heart. Don't remember that one. Oh, that one. No, don't remember. Oh, no, I do. Yes, I didn't know. So, what the Strolls need to do is form a two-piece band. ABBA. 
No. <laughs> Williams! <laughs> the TV didn't really have a chance after some crash debris ruined his race, but the new upgrades to the car makes it look like, at the very least, it won't be a definitive Q3 exit every week. They do look like, sometimes, in the right conditions, downhill with the following wind, even Latifi can get to corner. Q3. They've turned a fucking corner after however long this podcast has been going on for. It feels like, for once, they're not reliably at the back. I mean, near the like back. Ten years. Oh, yeah, they're near still, the still at best, they're the back of the midfield. But that's progress. It is progress. I, you know, I hope. Do you remember that blip when the new engines came in and they were like really good because the Mercedes engines were so good that first year that you put it in the back of the Williams and like. Didn't Barrichello get like a st- top of the grid one? Barrichello. I mean, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was going to say Felipe Massa, but it could have been Barrichello. Oh God, no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Massa, wasn't it? I'm always getting those two <laughs> old Brazilians. <laughs> Them and PK and Celes, all the same guys. Sure. Guy, <laughs> it's just one Brazilian with a variety of wigs. Um, well, Barrichello and Massa are basically the same person. Fat face. <laughs> Second second Ferrari drivers. Except we didn't Brazilian. see Barrichello's dad that often. Unless. Although unless. they did both have scary accidents. That didn't, scary didn't accidents, kill them. Spring, spring in the face. Spring in true. the face and then being launched into the barriers that same weekend yeah. as the, you know, the weekend we don't talk about, except we do a lot. I think, I think they're the same person. I've never seen them in the same room. Mm. I've never been in the same room as the two of them, which same thing. Same thing, yeah. Wow. Anyway, Williams, doing well. Well done. Good on. Good. Alfa Romeo. Joe rightfully couldn't face starting another race after his Silverstone crash, so had to pretend to stall. What was Bottas's excuse? Uh, he's Valtteri Bottas. I think he saw Joe's crash too and went, oh, fuck this. <laughs> oh, that looks really scary. I mean, it, I mean, it's fair play to Joe. Only last week he had the fucking crazy crash and he's back in a car this week. Props to the man. Sure, I mean, you know, he was fine, but it's not like he cracked a rib or anything. I mean, look, you know I don't like to talk about things like this, but if hypothetically I had cracked a rib, I would not be in the next race. No. Because cracking a rib is really painful, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. In fairness, where you did crack your rib uh, racing for the FF1S team at the Missed Apex Karting Grand Prix, you did not appear at the British Grand Prix that, that year, or at the Austrian Grand Prix. I did not. No, I was actually at Le Mans a few weeks later, though. Yeah, Le but Mans. nobody cares. Is that how you say it? Nobody cares. Le Mans, Lemans, the man. But nobody Lemons. cares about that. Lemons, it's French Formula E in it. I've got nothing else to say about Alfa Romeo. I don't even know who they are. I didn't. It couldn't even remember what happened to Valtteri Bottas, other than just reading that he retired because of gearbox damage. All I can think about Bottas now is that picture of his ass. Like he's had which, a storage well, Formula One which career. One? Oh, you're yeah, the one in every week now. But he's had a storied F1 career. He's not been the best driver ever, admittedly, but he's done well. And now, whenever I think of him, I can just think of him in some water with his ass out. Yeah, that's all I care that's about. That's all he does now. He's basically just a sort of softcore model on Instagram. Confessions of a Formula One driver. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Towery. Are Alpha Tauri bad this year, or is the grid just so close that OK is being the new bad? No, they are quite bad at the moment. Mm. 
they've they do seem to be bad don't they reliably out of the points and if they're not crashing into each other they're crashing into other people and even when they're not doing that the car just isn't very fast so certainly in the last few races not doing very well which is a shame because Gasly a few I seem to remember not that long ago we were saying oh Gasly's doing well isn't he and we well, were saying year, oh Sonoda's done alright for two races and then he was crap again you know Gasly won that race and then last oh, year he, did, he was he? kind of he won a race yeah and then last year he was reliably the kind of finishing fifth, sixth, or seventh. You know he'd always be in the points. And yeah, this year he just seems to be like fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. So it's I keep forgetting that there's there were those little little spurts when drivers you forgot were any Ocon. good won races. Ocon and Gasly won races, and you're like, oh yeah, completely forgot about it. It almost seems yeah. like a dream that you. Ricardo don't won a race last year. Do you remember? Fucking hell, he did, didn't he? Yeah. How did that happen? Weird, isn't it? Weird, isn't it? Jesus. Feels like I had too much who, cheese. Who ran, if you had to put money on one unexpected driver winning a race this year, who do you think it would be? I mean, Science just won a race, he hadn't won a race before, but he's in a Ferrari, so yeah, you think, okay, that, that, that's realistic. Bottas well, again. One of the weird winners Joe. came in the, in the latter half of the year, so I'm going to go left field and say out of nowhere, particularly if it rains... Lance Stroll. No. I was, well, weirdly, I was going to say Vettel. Well, he's, yeah, yeah. Stroll had a podium. Yeah, Stroll's had a podium, hasn't he? Yeah, Vettel's won races before. Yeah, That's not had a fun. few, right? Stroll's but, had a pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I reckon, yeah. Because he has, if Aston, Martin, if Aston yeah. Martin get one of those, you know, like the old Jordan team, there'll just be one race. Like, remember in Belgium, they always used to like be really good. Maybe they've still got that. And in Belgium, <sighs> they've just gone, we've built the car yeah. for one race. Yeah. <laughs> and this is our chance. Lance Stroll has pepper sprayed a taxi driver and we've got another Schumacher in <laughs> Ralph <laughs> Ralph's son who I still haven't looked up Ralph, the name of Ralph Malph Schumacher well no it's, it's got to be a shortened <laughs> version of his dad's name if we're going Michael to Mick Ra 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 Schumacher <laughs> Russia's greatest love machine <laughs> good well look out for him taking a surprise win with in a very uh, big false beard. Yeah, in Singapore. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. So that's another reference. Pony M reference as well there at the end. We've done well today. We're really getting the youth vote in. We should do an album. All of which takes us to the standings with Terry Saunders. Okay, so look. The orange smoke thing is getting out of hand because I saw some footage from some fans at the track who had paid a fucking fortune for their tickets and they couldn't see the start of the race because there was too much fucking smoke in the way. So I figure what we need to do is to fight fire with fire, fight smoke with smoke and get all the other drivers' fans to have other things that they release oh, God. <laughs> to counteract the orange smoke. So obviously Max Verstappen would have orange smoke. Charlotte Clerk's fans, Ferrari would have sorted some red smoke but it would come out blue because they fucked up the strategy. Uh, Sergio Perez, he let off some smoke in Australia, but the canisters are still going. <laughs> uh, Carlos Sainz, there's no smoke without fire. Oh. Um, George Russell, everyone, sh- everyone shine your PowerPoint laser pointers. <laughs> um, Lewis Hamilton, we release smokers one. Lando and Norris, just space hoppers everywhere. <laughs> um, Esteban Ocon, the smoke from burning sheep. There's another old reference sheep. about the French. Just the French. The French used to burn sheep. That's all. That's <laughs> what? what Did they? That's- when they used to go on strike, they used to burn sheep. Do you remember? No. That's no. what that's what Nigel Farage told me. Um, 
bums. <laughs> it's Valtteri Bottas. Just everyone get your bums out. Uh, Fernando Alonso gets Nelson Piquet's fans to let off some black smoke first, but he doesn't call it black. He uh, that's just what they that's the word they use for smoke apparently. Um, <laughs> Kevin Magnussen is just just come everywhere. Um, Ricardo, it doesn't matter what it is. He'll drink the residue from a shoe. <laughs> Uh, Pierre Gasly, Russian gas. I've used Russian gas as a Gasly joke for weeks because he hasn't done anything this year. I've got nothing to say. Um, Golden Sheriff, <laughs> Mick Schumacher, <laughs> don't know why. Brand smoke for Yuki Tsunoda because he likes to have a poo. Also, Brand's joke for Joe Grenu because of that crash last week. Uh, White Parada for Albon because it's great cover for his mum's latest heist. <laughs> and Lance Stroll just puts the smoke back. Doesn't want it. Doesn't want it. I don't know what that means either. I, I can't remember no. why I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear, but maybe funny because of that. And for the team. So, this, we're at the Red Bull Ring, so I've decided what would the other tracks be if teams all owned a track, what would it be called? So you'd have the Red Bull Ring, you'd have the Ferrari fuck-up, you'd have the Mercedes Mir, the McLaren Mope, the Alpine <laughs> LMO, the Alpha Partridge, <laughs> the Haas Herd, the Alpha Tauri Partridge, the Aston Arse, and the Williams Y. <laughs> I think all all teams should have a track. That should be a new rule. It just seems weird, doesn't it, that Red Bull have a track? They should all, think about it. Well, Honda used to have one as well. Isn't Suzuka a Honda track? Or was it Fuji? But it wasn't called the Honda. The Honda <laughs> Raceway. Just, if, if, you're, if you're a first-time fan and you're like, oh, oh, let's watch a Formula 1 race. Let's watch a Grand Prix. Where is it? Is it the Red Bull ring? And who are the team? The Red Bull. It just feels weird. It just feels weird. But they didn't win. They didn't win which makes me happy. Embarrassing. <laughs> and now for the man of the match of driving. Mick <sighs> And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. Whilst in America, the hearings for the January 6th uprising are taking place in F1, Christian Horder and Max Verstappen's hateful rhetoric has resulted in F1 having its own version of a bunch of knuckleheads wearing stupid clothes and worshipping an orange man to the point of insane fanaticism. The reports of abusive, sexist and homophobic bullying in the grandstands of the Austrian Grand Prix are obviously disgusting and all the team should wheel out condemnation statement v5 underscore final dot docx to show they're really against fans who act this way and F1 and the teams don't condone this sort of thing. Except, of course, when they fucking do. I've long said that Red Bull, especially with their maniacal focus on winning the championship, even if it means unleashing the most hateful torrent of fans seen since Nigel Mansell told the track invaders at Silverstone to kill Nelson Piquet. <laughs> There's an interesting alternative history. But don't worry, I have a solution. As the Manic Street Preachers once said, blah, 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 drone, 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 shit, shit song. But F1, for the sake of the show and for the sake of a good bit of Netflix, has put up with the toxic behaviour and positively encourages it until a young driver says the N-word and then everyone is like, oh my God, I can't believe fostering a toxic attitude and terrible role models results in racist behaviour. Quick, publish condemnation statement V5 underscore final. There should be no fucking tolerance to this shit. F1 has treated Lewis Hamilton like the enemy and their latest young Dutch buck like the future of the sport. What if this the future? Let's all hope climate change puts an end to us all soon. I didn't have a solution. I just got angry. Sorry. You had to go at the Manic Street Preachers for nothing as well. Oh, fuck off, Phil. The Manic Street Preachers are the shittest they band in the world. They are a great band. Particularly they the are first not the three. shittest band Particularly in the, the world. first oh three albums. Oh, my God. Are you both Dutch or something? Holy Bible is one of the best albums ever created. <laughs> 
that's it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the fact that everybody at the podium at uh, the Austrian Grand Prix got fined for filling up their physios before they were allowed to or something. I didn't read the details. And to Terry Saunders. We have talked about my kitchen, which is all I can think about. So, uh, my kitchen. We'll be back in a fortnight to discuss the French Grand Prix in the French region of France. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake, and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Phil, how can listeners get 20% off and free delivery on the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped? Well, you can hive to manscaped.com and use the code balls 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 terry where can people buy merch ff1s.com voice that shop 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 thanks for listening see you in a fortnight i've been cam tate goodbye goodbye thank you cam bye thanks cam bye thanks everyone Podcast Network.